What's going on, everybody? This is Jason Posnick up here in New Hampshire, New England. Snowing. It's fantastic. So yesterday, Lisa spoke to us of fear, of what it is, why it is, and, of course, how to overcome it. And I agree. Overcoming fear requires the courage to admit and the bravery to act. Uh, overcoming fear will, without a doubt, force all of us outside of our comfort zone. It's going to force us into difficult situations, stressful moments, and it's going to require that each and every time you face failures or the opportunity for failure in the moment. To overcome the largest victories for the future, it's going to require a little bit of fear. Now, when I think of fear, I'm nervous or nervous of something or of doing something, right? I find that more than 99.99999% of the time, the fear is not of the thing, but rather the fear of the failure of the thing and the perception of myself through that failure. To those within the same company as I, to those outside of the company, to my friends on Facebook who I truly don't even know and who could care less about me, but in my head, my wins and my failures are the most important thing to them. It's crazy, I know, but I know a lot of you feel the same. Specifically in an industry such as real estate that's so publicized and ego so triumphant, yet still internally so freaking fragile. I remind myself all the time that regardless of perception, I'd rather be the man in the arena than the cynic looking in. Now, I bet you guys know where I'm going with this at this point, but many of us have heard the amazing speech by Theodore Roosevelt called The Man in the Arena. But most of us have only heard the excerpt from the middle, right, that begins with, it is not the critic who counts, yada, yada, yada. But what is actually the greatest part are the opening three paragraphs. And so with no further ado, aligned with fear and overcoming fear, we are all the men and women in the arena. So check it out for those of you that haven't heard this. In the long run, success or failure will be conditioned upon the way in which the average man, the average woman, does his or her duty. First in the ordinary, everyday affairs of life, and next in those great occasional crises which call for the heroic virtues. The average citizen must be a good citizen if our republics are to succeed. The stream will not permanently rise higher than the main source. And the main source of national power and national greatness is found in the average citizen of the nation. Let the man of learning, the man of lettered leisure, beware of that queer and cheap temptation to pose himself and to others as the cynic, as the man who has outgrown emotions and beliefs, the man to whom good and evil are as one. See, the poorest way to, that was the best part, the poorest way to face life is to face it with a sneer. There are many men who feel a kind of twisted pride in cynicism. There are many who confine themselves to criticism of the way others do and what they themselves dare not even attempt. There is no more unhealthy being, no man less worthy of respect than he who either really holds or feigns to hold an attitude of sneering disbelief toward all that is great and lofty, whether in achievement or in that noble effort which, even if it fails, comes second to achievement. A cynical habit of thought and speech, a readiness to criticize work which the critic himself never tries to perform, an intellectual aloofness which will not accept contact with life's reality. All of these marks, not as the professor would fain think, of superiority, but of weakness. They mark men unfit to bear their part manfully in the stern strife of living, who seek in the affection of contempt for the achievements of others, to hide from others and from themselves their own weaknesses. The role is easy. There is really none easier. 
save only the role of the man who sneers alike at both cynicism and performance. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how, strong, how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deed? Who knows of the great enthusiasm, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause? Who at the best knows in the end that triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. Shame on the man of cultivated taste who performs refinement to develop into a fastidious that unfits him for doing the rough work of a workday among. Among the free peoples who govern themselves, there is but a small field of usefulness open for the men of cloistered life who shrink from contact with their fellows. Still less room is there for those who deride or slight what is done by those who actually bear the brunt of the day nor yet for those who always profess that they would like to take action if only the conditions of life were not what they actually are. Now, I know it's written in, you know, kind of that, that older English, and some of it can be hard to understand, but takeaway for everyone here, and Theodore Roosevelt was a phenomenal president, but an even better leader, speaker, man, is that the person who is constantly judging of others, focusing more time on others, is also the person who has the easiest job. It's also the person who actually accomplishes nothing. And so when that fear comes up, know that the fear is, to quote Tony Robbins, really false evidence appearing real. That the fear of what we think or what we feel is really just something or someone trying to stop us, trying to limit us. It's that, that cynic voice in your head telling you you can't. But it's better to make the effort and fail because that is second to greatness than not to make the effort at all. To be the man in the arena whose face is marred by blood and sweat and tears, as Teddy says. Yeah, in business and in life, you're going to face some challenges when you face fear. You're going to have some scars. You're going to have a lot of wins. And you're going to achieve greatness. So fuck the haters. Get out there, face the fear, and go be the man or woman in the arena.